1: Worker of yours.
0: America faces
1: a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara servatius Welcome to this week's edition of the Insane Things Podcast. Which, I swear, reads more like a Clancy novel every week, but it's just our government. Yep, Insane Thing number 5 could be right out of a Clancy novel. By now, everyone knows of the famous pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, and of Pedophile Island. They know about Ghislaine Maxwell, too. She was his pimp, procuring underage girls for the rich, powerful, and famous to have sex with, even if they deny it. Her trial was one of the most remarkable in U.S. history and that she was actually convicted of selling underage girls to grown men for sex. But we never heard or learned the names of those men, which is incredible since they're all pedophiles and should be in prison in the cells beside her. And why is that? The Department of Justice has those files. They know who the pimps are. Ferocious battles are being fought in court right now over the release of those files, FOIA's, information requests, but also to keep her, Ghislaine Maxwell, from getting a hold of that information in her appeal, what she's trying to mount. And leading it all, the battle to keep those files secret, is James Comey's daughter? Yep. She works for the Department of Justice and she spends her days pretty much protecting the rich men or women, too, maybe. I don't know uh, who bought, used, and maybe even got blackmailed for Epstein's services and the services of his underage girls. But that's not the most insane thing. No, the insane thing is the Wall Street Journal's investigatory report published over the weekend. The Wall Street Journal got a hold of part of Epstein's calendar. And we're getting a better look from it of who he met with. Bill Gates is on there lots. So is the Prime Minister of Israel. But so is the current CIA director, William Burns. What's remarkable about this particular section of Epstein's calendar is that the dates are well after his conviction for pedophilia and his prison sentence. But when contacted for comment by the Wall Street Journal... William Burns claims he had no idea Epstein was a pedophile. Yeah, right. The guy had been international news for years. And he must have known him well because he visited his townhome. One of the sites, by the way, that Epstein actually used for these encounters. Burns had his meetings. And remember, this is only a partial calendar covering part of 2014. Burns had his meetings, his get togethers and his hangouts with Epstein When he was still deputy secretary of state, when asked by the Wall Street Journal, what did you get in touch with him for? He said he needed Epstein's advice and consultation to, quote, transition from the public sector to the private sector. I don't know about you, but normal Americans don't network with pedophiles in order to get ahead. They don't want them introducing them. This is all shocking because it shows you the criminality of the class of people ruling this country, the very criminality of their networks, that you would even be associated with such a person and think it would help you, if that's even the real reason they got together, which I doubt. This should have been a bombshell. But America's so corrupt these days, well, no one seemed to care. That burns is a Democrat, so it's not like he'll ever be held accountable. I mean, if it was A Republican or one appointed by Donald Trump, I mean, that would be a big story. But here's the problem. This means there could well be serious compromise out there on our CIA director, making him highly blackmailable. Because let me bottom line it for you. You're smart if you're listening to this podcast. There's only one reason you call Jeffrey Epstein after he's been convicted. But that kind of thing just doesn't seem to be a big deal in Washington, D.C. anymore. Insane thing number four. When I left you last week, the FBI was frantically looking for some Uzbekis who, an ISIS-affiliated human trafficker, had walked right into the country. It doesn't appear they ever found them. What was so shocking about these Uzbekis is that the ISIS human trafficker didn't even bother to sneak him across the border. They're so unafraid of our Homeland Security Department, they all turned themselves in. It wasn't until they were long gone that anybody figured out they're from a terrorist harboring or sponsoring nation. They are to be turned away and deported by law, but they were just trucked or flown. We don't know what they got, the bus ticket or the plane ticket that's given away for free now, into the country. FBI couldn't find them. Turns out they were are just the tip of the iceberg. I'd wondered how the ISIS human trafficker had known it'd be okay to just have them all turn themselves in. Now we know. The Daily Caller's investigative group broke the story this year. The Daily Caller's investigative group broke the story this week that the Department of Homeland Insecurity had flagged nearly, you might want to sit down or pull over if you're driving, had flagged nearly 75,000 illegal migrants as potential national security risks since when Eh, since October that's a dramatic rise from the fiscal year before that'd be fiscal year 2021 when they only tagged 3,675 of them as special interest aliens National security risks. You can get this tag in one of several ways. The main one is to be like the Uzbekis, to come from a country where we can't ID you. In other words, they don't have friendly relations with us, so we can't figure out who the heck you are. And that same country harbors or sponsors terrorist groups. So Uzbekistan hits both of those. A lot of the 75,000 came from sketchy countries like that. Middle Eastern countries, countries riddled with crime, making them not confirmed, but potential terrorists. The rest have what's called possibly a nexus to terrorism because of their travel patterns. Here's the official Department of Homeland Security definition. It sounds kind of scary. A non-U.S. person who, based on an analysis of travel patterns, potentially poses a national security risk to the United States or its interest. Often such individuals or groups are employing travel patterns known or evaluated to possibly have a nexus to terrorism. Department of Homeland Security analysis includes an examination of travel patterns, points of origin and or travel segments that are tied to current assessments of national and international threat environments. Bottom line, terrorist groups either moved you, the cartels moved you or you're associated with major international or national criminal orgs or terror terrorist organizations or both or the militaries of hostile countries. But I'm sure it'll be fine. By the way, we know this because most of these aliens turned themselves into the Department of Homeland Security but were released before their screening or their processing checks came back. Meaning their borders so dang wide open anybody could come across. Insane thing number three. A series of shocking financial stats this week that shows how poor Americans are getting in this inflationary money printing environment. Bottom line, the ability for the middle class to buy a new home is slipping away. And it's slipping away fast. Headline, the cost of home ownership in the U.S. spiked 91% in two years. That's according to analysts at Black Knight who analyzed home prices, income, and interest rates on a monthly basis going back to 1975. They found the average mortgage today would cost $2,423 a month on a 30-year fixed with 20% down. That's 91% higher than two years ago. A lot of that is the massive money printing in Washington and the need for interest rates to be high to keep it from spinning out of control, Zimbabwe-style. And with Republicans under Kevin McCarthy joining hands with the Democrats, there's literally no one in Washington to advocate for us, for the middle class, for the idea that you should be able to afford to own a home. This comes on the heels of last week, the Wall Street Journal, raising the idea that cars aren't affordable anymore either. Again, in part because of interest rates. The average payment on a new car, the Wall Street Journal reported, Seven hundred and fifty dollars. That's the average a month. Something's got to give, folks. But there's no sign that it will anytime soon. Folks, starting this weekend, a cascade of news from The Washington Post and even liberal Axios reeled from the shock of it. The fact that the well, I'll read the Axios headline federal deficit unexpectedly set to double this year. From a trillion dollars last year to two trillion dollars this year. In this new budget, in a few months, interest will pass the cost of the military. Interest on the debt. So It's not just that what Congress is doing is evil. It is. It's completely unsustainable. Even Axios writes this. In the long run, Axios says it means interest costs will likely squeeze all other federal priorities out. Let me bottom line it for you. Literally, Congress has spent so much money that they have now stolen from the middle class through money printing and inflation the ability to buy things like new homes that used to be a standard part of the American dream.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. (laughs) But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for
1: everyone. There's not going to be much left to come for. And yet, they print and print and print. Insane thing number two. Some shockingly good news. Good in that it's shocking that we're losing. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably feel a little culturally isolated. Like, everybody's kind of gone insane with this gender stuff. But apparently, the vast majority of the country walking around feeling that way, including Democrats. A poll conducted by Arizona State University, Stanford University, and the University of Houston of people in Texas, Arizona, and California found that Americans don't like these gender wars. They're not down with transgenderism. They don't want men in women's bathrooms or on women's sports teams. And oh heck no, they don't want kids transitioned. That majorities in Texas would say that's not surprising. But Arizona, Joe Biden won that state, or so we're told, In California, Joe Biden definitely won that state. And yet in Arizona, 54% said heck no to the idea of men in women's bathrooms if they say they're transgender. Even in California, 45% were like, "Uh uh-uh. Only 35% approve. Women's sports, well, 68% of Americans in those states say, uh, no, women's sports are for women, including 63% In Arizona, to just 20% disagreeing. And get this, a majority in California, 53%, saying nope, no men in women's sports if they say they're transgender, to only 26% who wanted to do it. Folks, we could walk away with a chunk of the Democrat electorate. This is the exact strategy that Ron DeSantis used in Florida. The first time I started paying attention to Florida was when I heard this stat 51% of Democrats in exit polling agreed with DeSantis on his gender and sexuality bills. I'm convinced that's how he was able to take a purple state all my adult life and make it a solid red state by 10 points. I'm convinced this is why tens of thousands of moving vans have rolled toward Florida. It's not just you. People don't want to live this way. With this bizarre gender ideology foisted on them or else. What about... Trans-related medical procedures for children. Well, 53% in Texas want to ban it. 51% in Arizona. And get this, even in California, 41% want it banned. Only 35% that support it. Folks, that's the chunk of a Democrat party we could walk away with. But we got to run on this. But who doesn't want to run on this? Well, Kevin McCarthy, uh, Paul Ryan, and even Mike Pence, have done rounds of television interviews urging Republicans to go ahead and drop culture war stuff. Just stop it. Don't do it. Even Nikki Haley glommed on for a couple months there before she flip-flopped on it this past week and embraced it. What does it tell you when the leadership of the Republican Party in Kevin McCarthy and the past leadership in Paul Ryan, he comes out from under his rock with only one message? We haven't heard from him in years. Don't do the one thing that'll win? Are you kidding me? Again, it's shocking to me that we're losing, that we're not running away with it in the polls. I honestly feel like Dabo Sweeney playing Duke and going, what the heck? How are we losing to an unranked team? In our case, how are we losing to a team this unpopular? It's gotta be because we're not making the argument. Finally, insane thing number one comes to us from the UK Daily Mail newsroom. You could tell they were gobsmacked by it, by the way they wrote the the headline. And once you read the headline, you're gobsmacked too. Here's what it is. Staggering figures reveal 1.2 million U.S.-born workers lost their jobs last month, replaced by 688,000 foreign-born staff as Joe Biden allows migrants to flood across the border. They actually wrote that. This should be the biggest story in the country, but it's pretty much blacked out here. The only other time we've seen a crash this big in America, in the workforce of Americans, was COVID. Beyond that, it's unprecedented for any month. Why did it happen in August? The answer can be found in the Daily Caller, one of their investigative pieces this week. headline, The Biden administration is ushering tens of thousands of migrants each month to work in the U.S. through key border program. Basically, they launched what's called the CBP1 phone app, where you make an appointment with the American government to break the law. And once you fill out the form, apparently even if you're a terrorist, as we started this podcast, um, you get a special code that lets you walk right through the port of entry. That way, there's no more video of crowds going across the border. It works out great. But what you also get for the first time is your work papers given right to you. That started in May. You want to hear what the escalation that was driven by that looks like? Listen to this. With the CPB1 program in place, illegal immigration at the U.S.-Mexico border continued to surge, jumping from 99,000 encounters in June. It's not an encounter. It's a welcome. These are people turning themselves in to the Border Patrol um, to get the free phone, Right. Uh, and because they've already registered on the CP1 app, they're turning themselves in at the port of entry as if they're legally entering. It's all a sham. By the way, it's illegal for Joe to do this. Anyway, with the CPB1 program in place, illegal immigration at the U.S.-Mexico borders continue to surge, jumping from 99,000 in June to 132,000 the next month in July, followed by 177,000 in August, the month. When the UK Daily Mail reported, quote, staggering figures reveal 1.2 million U.S.-born workers lost their jobs last month, replaced by 688,000 foreign-born staff. So what this is, is them going into the workplace. They work for less. They drive down the wages. They create poverty. And, of course, the Democrats' donors, which is 80% of Wall Street, get rich. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And you have fascism everywhere. They love it. And they're hoping their uh, sheeple don't figure it out. But this is being driven by the app. And you're seeing a completely unprecedented, except during COVID, true replacement of Americans and Americans in the workplace. Folks, here's the thing. You might picture these people as ditch diggers and fruit pickers and construction workers, and no doubt some of them are. But folks, we have Chinese, Russians coming across the border. You are going to begin to see these people who are accountants and engineers in your workplace, and they will be illegals who cross the border on the CPB1 app. They will be in your workplace. They will have papers and you will be shot. This is going to blow Americans away. Mark my words. Glad the uh, UK Daily Mail's figured it out. Wonder how long Joe's folks can hide it from us. Even worse with job openings declining suddenly last month. We're headed for a cataclysm with our open border in terms of jobs. I want to thank PhD Weight Loss for making this podcast possible and my new wardrobe. One of my favorite things, I'm not going to lie, about losing 29 pounds is that I look good in clothes again and I really enjoy shopping. I used to dread it. This week, I treated myself to new shirts in sizes I haven't worn since I, well, dated my husband. Since before I had the kids, I never thought I'd get here. I'm one of those weird people that was actually fit and fat. I wasn't fat, but I was overweight. I was fit, um, but could never quite get the weight off. And with the exercising, I, I kept myself from gaining new weight. I kept my weight under control and I was very disciplined, but I was always stuck. I just accepted the weight never come off. Well, PhD weight loss is awesome for that. They got it all off and I loved how fast they did it. They did it in six months. So now in maintenance, yes, I'm not going to be able to eat like anything in sight, but I can splurge every once in a while. And I've got a good system for keeping things under control. And that's how I've managed to maintain my weight. I actually am not afraid to buy small size clothes anymore because I know they're going to fit months from now. Do you want to try this? You should try this. And look, you could do it anywhere in the nation, all 50 states at your convenience over Zoom Or if you live in one of the cities that has a PhD weight loss, you can come in too. But I like doing it online much better. I like the privacy. I like the fact that I can have those really powerful meetings with my coach. I like it all. Look, don't commit to doing this. That's a big step. Commit to finding out more about PhD weight loss. It has truly changed my life. Go to myphdweightloss.com. Ask about the online at-home program. myphdweightloss.com. America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. yeah. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs>